if you die in your games, you die for real. Definitely. We're talking about permadeath here. I'm Captain Dirk. And I'm Stev. And this is Super Arrogant Bros. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com No. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Super Egg and Bros, reported on January 17th, 2021. This uh, topic idea was all from Stev, actually. Hello. Hello, buddy. Uh, you've been pretty busy today from the the Tempest Games shop. What were you playing? I was playing Warhammer 40,000. What faction? I was playing the Sisters of Battle. Ooh, okay. What do you like about the Sisters of Battle so far on the uh, actual playground? Gun. Gun? Okay. They, they, they all have gun. I don't know if you know this, but shooting gun usually kills people, and you need to shoot a lot of gun. In order to kill more people. Guns don't kill people. That's impossible. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, the sub-faction that I like playing with the Sisters of Battle is... Uh, you get up close... You get, you're get getting up close and personal, and you're you're punching people in the face until they fall down. That They are very good at that. They are very, very good at that. Oh, yes. So, uh, welcome to what is objectively the best gaming podcast out there. Um, all other gaming podcasts are subpar compared to what we produce out there. And if you like to, uh, if you'd like to support us, we have a few different ways of doing so. We have Patreon.com/slash Arrogant Media, where for there you can actually help and join in on the Arrogant Media military complex. Do you want to be an orc chief? You can claim that title and become one. Currently, we have Olivia, who is the uh, the only orc war chief that we have here. Mm -hmm. um, and the orc chiefs are able to uh, have some say on some things here. As For instance, if you want to use our podcast as a platform to uh, give a message to us or to the viewers, or there's something that you want to plug, there's a, a band that you want to support, or if you're part of a one part of one that you want to support... Uh, Feel free to hit us up, and then uh, we can we can actually uh, get that going. If you got a video of yourself that you want played on the show, let us know. Keep in mind, this all has to be within reason, and make sure it's something that's not going to get us in trouble or accused of a, of a horrible political party. Yes. Yep. And uh, with with all of that here as well, uh, we have um, MadcastMedia.com, where you can listen in on all the other previous episodes, but also YouTube. We have the Arrogant Media YouTube channel, and uh, I did something recently. I decided to talk about John Schaefer and what happened with him at the uh, the Capitol raid, John Schaefer being the guitarist and and uh, the mastermind behind Iced Earth and one of the two of the duo for Demons and Wizards. And I decided to talk about what could be happening with his bands from here, given the situation. This has actually jumped to 750 views at the very least. It's been getting a, a good deal of comments along with uh, a previous bandmate of his. So that's that's kind of big. Give us a look over there, check out the videos, and and watch us. We've got um, this show on multiple platforms already. We've got YouTube. We're on Twitch every Sunday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Central, so you can listen in live as we record these episodes. Mm-hmm. Without, without further ado here, let's go ahead and get into the show, and let's start off with the Games of the Week. Games of the Week. I'm not going to pretend that I'm good at this, but uh, Total War Warhammer 2. Oh, really now? A, oh, you know I love playing that game. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know you were playing it. Like, yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah, well, the single player is a lot of fun. Uh, I do more of like playing around to see what happens, but I am not very good at strategy war games. So, uh, like, if I win... It's sort of like baby mode for me. So, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it like that. Yeah, um, but uh, picking a, a one of the two dwarven armies and going through the campaign is a lot of fun. 
and uh, going and, and having those uh, rivalries or the um, grudges against the Greenskins. Oh, you pick the uh, <laughs> you 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 pick the dwarves. I pick the dwarves, and and we are upset at the uh, at the orcs, so they have to go. They have to go. Yeah. Um, but it, it's something that I recommend people to to pick up and play if you're one of those guys that likes to uh, get into war games and, and something with a lot more strategy to it, or if you've ever wanted to get into the Warhammer franchise but are are way too uh, intimidated by it, which can actually happen mm-hmm. if you're intimidated on buying all the different armies and and miniatures and prep. You can just dive into Total War Warhammer Two. And get going on a faction and um, you know, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So, a funny story when it comes down when when you were talking about fucking uh the dwarves here. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing the uh, the 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 new uh, DLC, the ones with the wood elves and the uh, in the new Skaven Lord. So I tried out this. I mean, I've already got a fairly successful campaign with the with the two sisters, the Twilight Sisters, I believe they're called, and. Uh, I decided to say, oh, I'm going to try out the new Skaven faction real fast. So I decided to pick up Skaven. They start in Skaven Blight. Who knew? But, uh, god damn, it's really fun. So the new, what the new faction does is that they really like to experiment on their own people. So whenever you kill people, you get, like, body parts and stuff to mess around with and to experiment on. And these experiments will give you buffs they'll give you upgrades for your pre-existing units right now so if you want like a uh, skaven slave to be actual superhumans you go ahead and do that buddy there is nothing stopping you from doing that if you just want a horde of them for free literally melt them down create giant clones and just send them on their way you can definitely do that there is nothing stopping you from that yeah Uh, and uh yeah go ahead and uh as i was playing and I'm moving south from Skaven Blight. I just kind of noticed that, oh wow, the Dwarven Stronghold's looking pretty, uh, pretty small right now. Like the main capital of the Dwarves be a real fucking shame if someone just came <laughs> on over here and then took the ancestral home of the Dwarves. Ah, it'd be a real big. Sh- I did it. <laughs> I took, I took the Dwarven Stronghold. Now the Dwarves are very angry at me. They've asked multiple times via. Sending beautiful and bountiful gifts of uh, experimental goo towards my uh, towards my front lines, <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know why they started doing that. Like, I mean, I I thank the dwarves for giving me nothing but experiments to experiment on. I now have a giant rat org. I have called Timmy. <laughs> it was a giant mass of tumors and cancerous bubonic plagues. Oh no. <laughs> And uh, right now, he, that that rat org of mine, that giant rat ogre titan thing of mine, now has three three crowns upon his head because the dwarves gave them to me. I am the richest rat boy in existence right now because on top of that, of this dwarven stronghold that I found and rightfully took over because... Squatters' rights. They didn't come over and tell me to get out. <laughs> I'm sitting on a bunch of gold. And a lot of experimental stuff. Like, I don't know. They were screaming and crying about something. Probably because they were excited to be experimented on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, right now I got good old Timmy. His pal Tommy. Who uh, exploded in the middle of combat. Probably because I put too much, you know flammable liquid inside of him he exploded well that was kind of a uh, sorry tommy and uh yeah right now i i literally have a uh is uh, it like the movie wanted with all the exploding rats yeah it's like that except they're bigger (laughs) except they're very bigger oh god they're huge (laughs) oh yeah now um besides uh doing war total war warhammer 2 uh, I did a stream on Friday night where Ooh. I did a comfy uh, session of playing the Elder Scrolls Oblivion, and uh, I, I decided to make myself a good old uh, battle mage. So I went through this. Uh, the, I went through the 
beginning of uh, the, of the game with uh, with Patrick Stewart and and his death, mm-hmm. and um, it was a lot of fun. I actually got some good interaction from people that jumped in on the chat, uh, gained a new follower. So yeah, here's the thing though: it, it, like every once in a while, we might do some uh, gaming streams. So check us out there mm-hmm. on on the Twitch uh, Twitch TV slash Super Arrogant Bros. And um, I, I talked about things like um, how Varg Vikernes thinks that the um, <laughs> thinks that the elves are representative of the Jews in Lord of the Rings um, and how batshit crazy that guy is. God, that's so fucking weird. Dude, he is fucking bonkers. Uh, but then I also talked about, uh, like, what kind of what kind of uh, woman is suitable for you? And I, and I mentioned off the orcs and the dwarven women being fantastic partners for men. I would get crushed by an orc's thighs. That's the point. Mm-hmm. But but either way though, are there any any games of the week that you have, Stev? Uh yeah, I actually I actually decided to uh to uh dive back into uh Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven again. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I keep forgetting that like yes, there are the bugs in it, but god it's such a it's it's a fun game to kind of grind on through, so to speak. I say grind as though I'm like grinding out stuff, no. It's more along the lines of just completing different quests, not wanting to do the main storyline because I'm 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 trying to trying to oppress my goth GF Hispanic lady by killing a bunch of pimps. And uh even Johnny Knoxville says that her eyes make my heart flutter. And that my eyes make her heart flutter. And she and she comes up to you saying Look, I, I don't have any way of paying you, but if any part of me pleases you, I'd be sure to give it to you gladly. Your arms. Uh, you're asking for uh... Give me your arms. Oh, there no. is no meme. <laughs> give me your arms. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, but it's just like, I'll, I'll know about you, but she gave me the winky face in a text message, which means she's interested. She sure. made she made emoticons at me, Durkub. <laughs> what do you want from me? She okay. We go from from uh, giving a winky face emoticon to ripping off your no, well to ripping off her arms. I mean, I look okay. I'm not sure about this relationship. I I've talked about this before, but it is not fair that every other character, every other generic NPC is styling on me, okay? There was a girl in a certain part of the game that has golden limbs. What do I have? I have swords embedded in my fucking arms. I want That's go- better. Yeah, but I want golden limbs. I want to style on people. That is literally okay. the only can reason you, why I bought this game. Can you put the swords in the arms? Yes, you could put the swords in the arms. Okay, you, your case has been made then. Yeah, All right. I want... I want golden arms. I want fast as fuck legs. I want eyes that can see through walls. I want all this other stuff, okay? I want nice things. I want a style on NPCs. Why are the NPCs more styling than I am? Okay, I won't argue. All right. There's a girl that I killed who has red stiletto legs. Cyberpunk is all about aesthetics, though. I mean... I want to style on people. Okay. I want it. With with swords in your arms. With swords in my arms and being able to move fast as fuck. Okay. That's a pretty fast dab you can give people. Yeah. With swords. And then I cut their heads off. <laughs> the entire build that I have literally revolves around... That barrel's moving really quick, and I don't know why. I'm going to go over and investigate. Ha! <laughs> what you do is you is you like swing your blades in a way that makes it so that you end up dabbing after the swing is over. Oh yeah. So um at super yeah. high velocity. And, and here's the thing though, after you chop somebody's head off, uh the brain is still functioning for what? A matter of seconds. So yeah. that that the last thing that your victim sees is you dabbing on them after you've decapitated them. Yeah. Okay, I literally got cyberpunk because I thought I was going to be styling on people. Yeah. You know what I am yeah. right now? What? I am literally 
that one girl in the Charlie video, the the, the about about the cum robots. <laughs> Remember that music video? Yeah, I'm the girl with the sniper rifle, except <laughs> take out the sniper rifle and the long, awesome, majestic hair, and the Invisi cloak. Replace that with a skin tight bodysuit that is red. Combat boots, a long ass trench coat, and an oni mask. With a revolver, with a silencer, and a scope. Alright. Okay. I want nice things. Yep, and uh and you are able to work for your nice things. I want to I want nice things, okay? Yeah. I want nice things. Why is everyone else styling on me? This is why greed is actually a good thing. Yeah. And, uh, and not just greed, but envy. Envy is a way for you to be able to set goals for yourself. I want to be able to rip people's arms off and then install them on me. Yes. CD Projekt Red, listen to me. I don't care who shares this. I don't care if they clip it. I don't care if they do anything with it. I want CD Projekt Red to hear me. I want to style on people. Give me my fucking golden arms. <laughs> there you go. Uh, is there anything else that you need golden? Well, the woman that, that, that was at the funeral also had golden suspenders. She had a white, black, and gold outfit. I don't like that she was styling on me. I was asking about other golden body parts, like maybe your legs. No. I want the fast stiletto legs. All right. Okay. All right? All right. You know Kingsman? There's a lady there that has, like, stabby knife legs. I want those. Yeah, you're right. The practicality is there. I don't care about the practicality. Practicality can go fuck itself for all I care. Okay. All right. I want... To stab people with my legs, I want to stab people with my arms. If given the chance, I want to stab people. But that people. is practicality, though. Doesn't matter. I don't care. I want to style on people. I don't care if gold is like softer than metal, like iron. I mean, I want to murder people, but look fabulous doing it. I look like a hobo right now in the game, <laughs> but the stats—I can't give up on the stats. I know that the combat vest looks amazing. I know that the combat vest gives me extra carrying space. It makes me look like a hobo. I want to style on people. <laughs> now, speaking of uh, Cyberpunk 2077, let's go ahead and get into the gaming news. Gaming news. Cyberpunk 2077 developer shares main culprit behind games glitches. So you uh, you shared this with us uh, over the week, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm going to go through some of this here. Uh, in a video posted Wednesday, CD Projekt Red co-founder uh, Marcin Iwinski identified the in-game streaming system as an element that became a repeated issue on the lead-up to the release. CD Projekt Red founder co-founder sorry co-founder Marcin Iwinski attributed uh, development cha challenges to the rocky release of Cyberpunk 2077, which received criticism from reviewers and players for its bugs and glitches after its December launch. In a video released Wednesday by the Polish video game developer, Iwinski acknowledged just how expansive the open-world role-playing game is, not just in terms of quests, but customizable elements, interactivity. Uh, the systems and the mechanics, he then identified the in-game streaming system as the main culprit of the problems for the game, which was buggy for gamers playing on older consoles. Mm -hmm. Older consoles, as in the base edition of the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, for instance, mm -hmm. or the Slim Machines. In other words, if unless you are playing on a PlayStation Pro or a uh, an Xbox one uh, X, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, you're going to have a difficult time with being able to enjoy this game. Iwinski acknowledged mm -hmm. uh, that uh, that Cyberpunk 2077, which uh, received favorable reviews on PC, did not meet the quality standard we wanted it to meet. He apologized for this, asking that viewers don't fault any team member for what happened. 
They all are incredibly talented and hardworking. Myself and the board are on the final decision make are the final decision makers, uh, and it was our call to release the game. Thank you for for owning up to this. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm gonna say this. Yeah. This game should not have been announced until a year before it came out. Yeah. Okay. The reason is because you gave them the expectations and the hype. Hype is a very dangerous thing. Yeah. We 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 we've seen hype with Duke Nukem and look how well that turned out. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 we've seen how hype can kill all enthusiasm for a game when it first comes out. We also see how pre-orders can hurt you in the long run and why I still think to myself pre-orders should not be full price. At, at least for physical copies. Sorry. I, I okay. wanted to keep finishing my thought, but then it just stopped hardcore. Okay. What I mean by that is that when a pre-order comes out for a game, and most of us know this at this point, you don't pre-order a game unless you absolutely know for a fact it is going to be good. Like you have seen the gameplay of it. You have you 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 have all the information that you require to make a definitive final choice on the game, on pre-purchasing the game. I believe all pre-orders shouldn't be as expensive as they as as they are, at least for physical copies. When it comes down to digital copies, go ahead, preload it, boom, you're good. But when it comes down to physical copies, I don't think that pre-order should be a thing. At least full price. Okay. You should you should put five dollar dues down and then pay the rest later. That is how I think pre-order should be. Never pay full price for a pre-order. And if you are if you are told that no, you have to buy it. I mean, you're you're either buying it full price now or you're buying or you're buying it full price on release. Then wait, just wait. Because this is what happens: pre-orders give expectations where expectations are not supposed to be due. As a wise man once said, a delayed game is inevitably good. A bad game, uh, a bad game, is always bad. Uh, didn't he say a rushed game is always bad? Sorry, a rushed game is always bad. My okay. bad. But this could have been avoided if they just didn't do the pre-orders until they knew it was go- like it was going to come out as a final polished product. They should have learned from Witcher, from The Witcher Three. It had a rocky start. There were memes about it. If if a chest was covered in candles, you could never open that chest. Okay, but in my opinion, this game should have been delayed even harder. Yeah, yeah. So that way you could fix all the bugs, get everything out of the system, optimize it even better than it was before. But it didn't need, but I honestly feel it should have had another year. I think that people would have, uh, would rather have waited and then eventually get the release in a in a no. standard setting no here here's compared to, compared to what happened right now here's the fucked part whenever it comes down to this sort of stuff and yeah. I, I i will say this i when mountain blade was first announced bannerlord i mean everyone was excited for it they wanted it they wanted it they wanted it and what the developers did by accident is fill up that void with just dumb chaff i don't care what the scabbards look like i don't care that there's a camel in the game Give me good, concise updates. I'm still a little salty that they re- that they released it on pre on pre release. Because instead, what they did, they 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 fell for the easy access meme. In my opinion, I think yeah. that early I think that early access is a mistake. At least for you know games like this, because then that means that you are paying for an unfinished product. Baldur's Gate 3, I, I I mean, for following that with Baldur's Gate 3, I honestly think that instead of putting it on early access, they should have just waited until it was fully developed. 
Yeah, I mean, if that happened, then yes, I, w- I would have a full version of the game as soon as it drops. But because um, there are already people on Baldur's Gate complaining yeah. that first nothing to do after the first after first act. Yeah, which the, yes, again in early access stuff they will say this is what you will be expecting in early access. Don't buy this game if you if you are expecting a full product. I bought it because I wanted to test out everything. I wanted to experience it from beginning to end with the development. I wanted to follow the development of the game and not have to, you know, have an aneurysm halfway through. I wanted to have my have my input matter. And so that's that's what's been happening. Baldur's Gate 3 is taking all of these suggestions and you know putting them to good use. Yeah. It's the same thing with Solasta. Uh Solasta's another CRPG. Uh they're putting in things that pe- that the people want. They're putting in things that are definitely needed. But again, in my opinion, when it comes down to early access stuff and you are a AAA developer, don't do that. I'm 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 not saying that tri- that Larian is a AAA studio, but they have enough experience under their belt where I I honestly do think that they can last a lot longer without having to go for early access. I do too. Yeah. Tales World li- could last a very long time without having to go to early access because all that does is that it pisses off people that wanted a full game. And then it pisses off people even more when they realize that, oh, this game isn't finished and they didn't read any of the early access stuff. And then they get pissed off Then people don't want to play it. And it's just, I would rather see a slow decline in hype rather than a sharp decline in, in hype. That's just what I expect when it, when it comes down to games like this. Now, circling back to Cyberpunk, though, my, my main take when we were originally talking about this game was that the the project was so ambitious that the game was was taking a hit for the quality over it it was sort of like a the, like a Todd Howard effect that happened with this game yeah uh do you think that sort of uh stands at this point what like the Todd Howard effect like it's going to be 10 times bigger it's going to be like 10 times longer 10 times better and all that sort of stuff well, I mean, it's like they they had all of these uh, uh, ideas that they and things they wanted to implement for the game, but uh, it, perhaps it just wasn't the right time for the development of the console. Uh, maybe they should have. Um, I don't think they should have been developing this for the uh, PlayStation Four and Xbox One. No, they never should have. No, they should they should have said that this that they should have just waited until next gen stuff starts coming out. And release it with next gen stuff. They never should have made it backwards compatible for the PS4 and the Xbox One. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I would have loved to play this game on PS4. But again, my PC is hard enough and strong enough to run this at least at medium settings. And I wanted to play as like, you know, a net runner. Like, that's really cool. I'm a hacker. I'm hacking the planet right now, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. They should have held off until next gen stuff was in full oh str- was in full swing ps5 xbox one s i xbox series yeah. yeah that would have handled things much better it w- it 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 would have done it would have done wonders for them because then instead of hearing about all of these bugs we were going to hear about all these features yeah we were going to hear about all of this cool stuff that everyone is able to do in cyberpunk and right now it's because of this release date, not a lot of people are talking good things about Cyberpunk 2077. And so, again, consoles consoles are to blame. Previous-gen consoles are to blame again. And it mars the game. Yes, um, and it's something we don't like. Okay, I, I don't like this being the case either. I want consoles to be good because then that actually helps bring competition to PC, which then helps the market overall. Now, back in 2015, when we had The Witcher 3 becoming a a new game, Mm -hmm. um, fuck, oh man, this is like almost six years ago now. Either way, though, 
back then, the PS4 and the Xbox uh, One were the main consoles that were the they were the current generation. Yeah, and uh, CD Projekt Red came out and said the the consoles are why we had to scale things back. Mm-hmm. So they knew. This means they knew that the game that that Cyberpunk really had no business being on the PS4 and Xbox One units. And again, it goes back to what I said before. Someone was rushing them. Yeah. Someone was rushing them. Someone that had the power and clout to rush them. To rush CD Projekt Red of all people. Yeah. It's it's still crazy how this game was being advertised back when the PS3 and Xbox 360 were the current generation. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we, we basically waited at least one and a half generations for this game to come out. Mm-hmm. And it just... Don't get me wrong, Cyberpunk 2077 is a very good game. Like, yes, I really wish that there were other features that I could be watching right now, but, I mean, there, there's other features that I want. But at the same time, it's like, uh... Like, there, there's so many bugs to the... I mean, there's so many bugs for other people to the, the point where it's like, they don't want to play it anymore. Right. And it, it feels bad because the game is, like, really good, even if it is mit- missing a few features. Like, and and they released the roadmap for what's what they want Cyberpunk 2077 to really be about. And there's going to be a shit ton of free updates that will be coming out in the near future. And I'm very excited to see what they are going to be doing with these free updates. Like, I will be holding on. I will be holding on hope to see if this game really fucking lives up to the expectation I want it to be. I wanted to see it grow. I wanted to see it do good. I wanted to see people look back at this and just say, you know what? We held through it, and what do you know? It's fuck like it, it it is winning it is winning gaming awards again. Like I want Cyberpunk 27 uh 2077 to turn into one of those uh, to turn into Witcher 3 where its DLC wins up to, uh wins fucking awards. I want that to happen. Yep. I really do want it to happen. Yeah. Uh, coming up next here for the gaming news. Now, uh, a a new game is on the horizon, which is a an Indiana Jones game, and this is being developed by Machine Studios. Yes, and uh, so this is this is a, a, a studio that is under Bethesda, but it's not Bethesda directly building this game. Yeah. However, Todd Howard is being part of the project. Now. I wanna I wanna make sure that everyone that everyone's clear on this. Todd Howard is not just a single project director. He is he is overseeing a shit ton of games. He's overseeing Starfield, he's overseeing Elder Scrolls Six, he's he's over he, he's overseeing a lot of different things. This isn't gonna eat up all of his time. The Indiana Jones game is not gonna eat up all of his time. It's just something that he will be that it, it it's just another project that he has to be looking after as well. Yeah. It's not going to eat up any time out of out of any of the other games that are going to be coming out. It's definitely not going to eat up any time over Starfield, especially since it's getting closer and closer now. Can I throw a counter to this? Yo. So with the the, the releases of Fallout 76 and um the way things have been going for Elder Scrolls Online um didn't Bethesda have another release after Fallout 76 uh, recently? No, not really. Um, we've got the Elder Scrolls Blades. We've been having some really um, spotty releases. And I do think that this this might mean that Todd may want to not be biting off more than he can chew right now. I mean... If push comes to shove, it sounds like Todd will just say, "I'm going to focus on this more. If you need me, if you need me to be a consultant to something, I'll definitely come back and take a look at it." But the feeling that the comic book article gave me was, if they need him, 
they'll ask for him. That's that's sort of the vibe that I'm getting right now when it comes yeah. down to Todd Howard. If you need him for something, you can go and grab him real quick. If he's not busy, he'll come and help. But if he is busy, well, tough shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plus, if this game bombs by any means, I think this also means that Todd would be taking the the front of it. Yeah. So. And I, I, I trust him enough to the point where I think the Indiana Jones game will be yeah okay I'll 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 play for a while yeah but it's 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 not going to be to the point where it's like I my hopes and dreams have been destroyed by Todd Howard yeah yeah because it's Bethesda is seeing what Witcher did and just like it's saying right now on there there there's going to be a Fallout TV show that will be coming out for Amazon Oh, I thought it was Netflix. Well, I'm seeing uh, that it's coming out from Amazon. Oh, okay. All right. Which is all right because, I mean, The Expanse is really fucking good. Yeah. The Boys is really fucking good. Yeah. The Tick was really good. Oh, The Tick was great. Yeah. Man. They they, they know how to make good shit. Like, that's, that's how it is. Yeah. I don't yeah. trust fucking Netflix to carry a fucking series anymore. However, I'm not trusting Amazon over the way they're handling the uh, new Lord of the Rings series that, that is being in development. Well, at this point, I don't know what exactly is going on with that development anymore. Well, as soon as they canned the Tolkien historian, that's that's when I was like beginning to have some concerns. Yeah, when you when you start canning when you start canning uh, experts on a on a topic, that's yeah that that's when I'm going to start saying mm, I don't know about this boss. Yeah. But right now, it's too early to figure out whether or not the Fallout TV series is going to be good, and it's also kind of—it's also too early to tell whether or not this Indiana Jones game is going to be the downfall. Yeah, and uh, coming up next here, Blizzard has launched a Battle.net update, and um, there's some some new things to it here. Uh, they have released the biggest update uh, to its online platform, uh, Battle.net, in years. This has been Blizzard's internet portal for its games since 1996. Uh, launch of uh, Diablo since then. It has also become a launcher for every modern Blizzard game. It's also the home to a select few other Activision Blizzard games, including the recent Call of Duty titles and Destiny 2, back when Activision Blizzard was its publisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, there's not much that it, that it really points out here. But uh, a new layout with a larger news section and expanded social tab also adds new accessibility options, including navigating most uh, of the launcher with just a keyboard. That, I think, is actually snazzy. Yeah, so if you go back up a little bit yeah. to, that, uh, to the image up there, it looks fucking remarkable. Yeah. Like, that, that, that is pleasing to the eye. It's a lot better than the old up than the old one, in my opinion. I agree. I like having the the chat on the right here. Yep. Where um, it just it, it's um, actually it's like Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. It looks it looks visually appealing. Yep. And most of us know exactly what each one of those symbols means. You got your World of Warcrafts. You got your Overwatches. You're see- I'm seeing Hearthstone up there. Starcraft. Uh, Warcraft. Diablo. Uh. Heroes of the Storm. You don't talk about that one. No, please bring it back. <laughs> I, I, oh God, it, it, I wouldn't say killed it, but it's just Godspeed. Yep. And for the last bit of news that I have, Jane Austen's MMO for uh, social lights shuts down. <laughs> we have to... I shared this as a joke. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, I think I shared it. I think I either got it off of the Discord, which, of course, if you ever want to share any sort of gaming news that you want us to know about, you can definitely throw it out on the Discord server. Yes, please do. Please do. We always want to hear more about this sort of stuff. We'll have to sell the estate, I'm afraid. Oh, That's no. That's from PC Gamer. Uh, okay, so I'm assuming you don't know what this game is. I didn't until I pulled up this article. Uh, it is with great remorse that I must announce the High Society MMORPG. Uh, <laughs> Jane sadly shut its doors for good this year. This uh, apparently was kickstarted back in 2013 for $100,000. 
And um, so very successful in, in being able to get this thing crowdfunded. And uh, from the article, um, one that ditched swords and sorcery for an equally cutthroat world of gossip, mingling, and social ladder climbing pulled from the works of Jane Austen. Following uh, various closed and public betas, the developer hoped to see a full release in late 2020. Mm. But this uh, this didn't turn out the way that they wanted it to. Good night, sweet prince. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm actually really sad to see that this didn't get the success that it needed. Yeah, I don't know. It's just hearing that an MMO f- shuts down, it feels... Feels weird, actually. It does. Like, e- could you imagine what it would, it would feel like if uh, Guild Wars Two were to shut down? Oh god, that'd be fucking we- that'd be weird for a lot of people. Every every so often, I'll I'll catch someone talking about it over at the store that I work on, and it's just, man, it. I wouldn't call it emotional, but it just feels strange to hear an MMO shut down. It, it feels like the definite end of an era. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean it's Jane Austen MMO. Someday EverQuest two is shut down, and then EverQuest three just all of a sudden pops and, out of the fucking ground. And, well, like, and, hey, and, fam, you forget about me. <laughs> EverQuest never dies. <laughs> just like Ruinscape. Oh no, <laughs> Ruinscape never dies. In fact, they're bringing back new servers. Oh no, but now Ever- there's a fucking mobile game for it. Oh. Uh, EverQuest 2 suddenly is is about to die, and then the fans are going, no, no, there's still time. Get the source code! <laughs> Get the source code. Get the source code. There are dozens of us. Dozens! <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's an interesting take, I guess. Like, it, I know that there are probably a bunch of games that just say to themselves, like, yeah, you know what? I want to go away from, like, the sword and sorcery sort of stuff or, like, the bullets and grinding and all that sort of stuff. So it's... It had... I, I, I'm I'm going to... Like, it had a, it had a n- nice-sounding premise where you don't have to worry about, like, having to fight to the death for something. So could you do things like spread a, a rumor of an STD about a certain lord... And like have it go around. I don't it's like if know. it's an MMORPG, so you're supposed to interact with other people. So like, you you could like lie about someone's character. Hang on a minute. I'm imagining like some some fresh spawn just like comes on in. He's he's heard about this. And he's thinking to himself like, oh, so this is gonna be like. I'm gonna assume like there's a lot of hardcore like role players in this game. Like that'd be kind of that'd be kind of a swell thing to have like on a Saturday night or something like that when you're bored or something. And then you just see this fucking Jane Austen looking motherfucker just roll up and says, Hey fam, you want to buy like a a pound of weed or some shit like that? And you just, you stand there like a lady shouldn't do a bitch. I'm like 30 years old. What you talking about? Here's my PayPal and SoundCloud. <laughs> Buy my mixtape. <laughs> Buy my mixtape on Spotify. <laughs> you you enter the world and and you are greeted by somebody with a name like Silk Road 2021. <laughs> Silk Road 2021. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be in the deep web, not in this fucking game. Now where can I buy some cracking children? Cracking <laughs> <laughs> children. Just like sp- you, you go into like this high like high high and mighty town. You have your little fan out and you just want to impress everyone with your fanning skills. There's two fucking girls in the background that are just like teabagging a corpse or something. <laughs> and like everyone just like says like, yeah, nah, this is, this just happens every day. You go into the, you go into the bar and, and you see a group of people that are playing vampire, the masquerade in, in the town. I bite the woman. All right, roll it. I need to hear the dice roll by the way on discord. <laughs> What'd you get? High enough? What's high enough? Uh, I don't know. You fail. <laughs> Tear up your character sheet. I want to hear it getting torn up, not a piece of paper. I can tell the difference by the ink. So, uh, good night, sweet summer child. Sweet prince. <laughs> this just gets smothered to death. Oh, man. I, I, wanted to, I want to try this game, but... It's shutting down, it's buddy. shutting down, bro. <laughs> I... 
Oh, man, that's too bad. Oh, man, alive. Hopefully the developers get another chance at some point. But yeah, I'm not I mean, gonna... it, it's, it sounds like they had a fun premise. Yeah. Um, except now we have VR chat, so now you can like spread rumor of STDs of other characters in VR instead. Uh, all you have to do is just uh, get people looking in Victorian clothing, and you've got the same thing, basically. Yeah, you've got the same thing at this point. God, VR chat is so fucking weird. Yes. Yes. I mean, the memes that it spawned. Oh, God. Ugandan Knuckles. I still love Ugandan Knuckles. Like, it it, it was, like, driven to the ground by people, especially on Facebook. Oh, yeah. But in VR chat, that was the most golden example of, uh, of just a hive mind of a group of people that I've ever seen. It's just incredible. Um, But anyways, with that, let's go ahead and get into the topic of the week. Topic of the week. So this topic actually came around when I think we were talking about something on Discord. And, uh... Somebody, I think Weirdo was talking about permadeath. Yeah, and then you yeah. brought up the fact that like permadeath, permadeath is kind of scary. Uh, actually, no, it was. Um, let me pull it up here. I th- yeah, I think, pull, it was, I think it was pull up our Discord that you can definitely join. By the way, yes, yes. I want to say it was Slit Five Eighteen who uh, was talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the premise of permadeath in video games is you got one life. Make sure you don't waste it. You'll see this a lot on uh, roguelike games. For instance, Rogue Legacy revolves heavily around permadeath. You lose a character, your favorite character. Well, sorry, boss. But that started kind of making me think. Like the topic. I mean, like the topic of permadeath is strange. I guess, in my opinion. Oh, it was Hitmonkey. Yeah. Never mind. Hitmonkey, my dude, you talked about permadeath. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying, cause state of decay has permadeath, it's interesting. And uh, I, I just flat out said, permadeath scares me. I'm scared of uh, making loads of progress just to have it shit on me. Yeah. So when we talk about permadeath, if you've played XCOM, you go into a mission, you're killing the aliens, and all of a sudden you just realize that, fuck, I fucked up. I wonder how I can get my guys out of this situation. And in most normal RPGs, if you lose a character, well, I mean, he'll come back the next fight, or you have to restart or something like that. But in a lot of games, when you die, that's it. Your your character and progress is deleted. Start again. Now, in most games, when you die, especially with the roguelikes, roguelites, sorry, there is a difference between rogue rogue games and roguelite games. In roguelite games, if you die, you're going to get something out of it. Yep. Whether that be extra abilities, extra items, uh, anything like that. Like there are certain games like uh Hades where dying is is a function it, it, dying is like part of the game mechanics anyway. Yeah. And in some games, if you die, you just got to start over. Uh, hardcore mode in most RPGs and survival games will have that, where if you die, even if you had like a high-level character, you died to some stupid mistake that you made, that's it. Your character's gone. Uh, you'll see that a lot on Ark. You'll see that a lot on... Uh, God, what's it? You'll see, you'll see that a lot on survival games. And uh, when we were talking about State of Decay last week... Uh, Hitmonkey did bring that up, and yes, there is permadeath in that game, which means that if you are working on a character and that character dies, well, that fucking sucks. Strip him of a strip him of gear, put it on another character, and try and do the same thing. Yep. And the concept of permadeath always intrigued me because you have to make the most out of that character. In most games, especially with games like uh, Baldur's Gate, even. If you don't have a resurrection uh, resurrection scroll or someone that can cast a resurrection, you're out of luck. Uh, Divinity Original Sin, yes, you can go back to town and try and resurrect them. It's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's going to cost you a little bit. But yeah, you can, you can go back, you can resurrect them and all that sort of stuff. But in most games like XCOM, Phoenix Point, you lose a character, that's it, son. 
Yeah. Uh, Weirdo is actually saying Doom is a great example on it uh, in, in the hardest difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you die, that's it. Start over. You are another character. And the concept of permadeath always, I wouldn't say thrilled me, but it got to a point where I'm saying to myself, God damn, this is fucking fun. It makes me think. And you start seeing that a lot in other video games. Uh, For instance, Total War Warhammer. You lose. I mean, there is a chance where if you lose a battle, your character may either escape or will die. Uh, Three Kingdoms has that, where you can, con- where each faction will control what exactly is going to be happening. You either recruit them, release them, or kill them. Those are the three. Whatever happens, happens. And it's just, it makes you careful of what you want to do to a certain extent. Dark Souls has that sort of permadeath. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it that. But when you die and you didn't get to a bon- and you didn't get to the next bonfire, that's it. You got to do the whole thing over again. Here's the thing. I think that uh, a permadeath run is more exciting to me than speedrunning because you have a lot more to lose. Exactly. There are people who uh just because Dark Souls doesn't have any kind of permadeath uh function to it because Dying is how you learn the game. Uh, there are people that uh, make runs with the challenge that you cannot get hit during the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there are people that get so fucking far into it. And you you feel not just their, their character dying, but you feel the soul leave out of the player's body as no. soon as it happens. I watched... The most heart-wrenching and heartbreaking run. It was Soul of Cinder. Yeah? Yeah. I think you know which one I'm talking about. Soul of Cinder will fuck you up, yeah. too. What and happened? He was he he got to the 10% mark. And he <sighs> fucked up. Oh. Oh. All because he misinterpreted an attack. And you could feel... Not only his soul, not only his heart, but his soul and life force be exhaled in one single word. No. It hurt physically to see that happen. But he came, he came back, he had his comeback. That's how we do it. So he finished it? He finished it. He did his no hard, uh, no hit run. And it was, it was good. And you could feel his excitement off. Yeah, of that. and it's just like, and 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 for a lot of people, you have that, like like when it comes down to permadeath stuff, like uh, in uh, in XCOM, I literally had a character that went from private to uh, oh God, what's what's the what's the big rank in XCOM? Okay, I don't, I don't know, major or something like that, lieutenant colonel or something like that, but. I, I, I had that in the last mission where he was trying to get to one he, he he was trying to get to a certain point and he was holding off a bunch of aliens in order to finally succeed in the final mission and just one shot that was it and I felt my heart sank sink because that guy carried entire missions there was one time where i had forgot to add in extra people into the game into a mission to go and extract this one guy but i fucked up and i forgot to add in other people but my god he was a trooper he did what he had to do he got the german out of there and they got back on the ship and i got the achievement and it was fucking spectacular it made me feel happy inside. So losing him like that was like, God, you gave your life for the mission. I applaud you. And I got up and I'm like, go have a beer. In memorial for Captain, uh, for Lieutenant Colonel Douchebag McGee. <laughs> yeah. I named him that and he was my favorite. Um, But now I have a mod for XCOM 2 that literally, but 
XCOM 2 came along, I'm like, yeah, I can probably have this. And then all of a sudden it just like yells at me. We got mod support. Oh, really? That's that's kind of cool. Like, I uh-huh. mean, there's probably some mods that do UI like UI changes. You want to play as a shit ton of guardsmen? Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> so now I name all of my characters numbers because they will inevitably die. <laughs> the entire concept of 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 careful tactical planning flew out the window when I realized I can make someone a commissar, throw as many human beings onto the field as humanly possible. Do you see that man over there, son? Murder him. Throw as many guardsmen as you can out there. Murder. Kill them all. The entire squad cap was was squad capped at 20. I never had an issue with any of the missions. If I lost a guy, oh shit, that sucks. Good thing I got a commissar to, you know, kind of nudge him along. Yeah. You know, with a bolt, uh, with a bolt pistol to the back of the head. You either die to them or you die to me. <laughs> and so roguelite, uh, so uh, fucking permadeath for me, fell out the window. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, wasn't the, I think the movie was Enemy at the Gates, mm-hmm. where um, the, the Soviets are, are, the Soviets are going into battle and one guy is trying to escape and... Uh, Not one step back! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets shot for, for trying to escape. I think every Call of Duty game has actually had... That little scene in red in red square, where you are pushing forwards, and if you fall back, you get shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, Call of Duty, the first Call of Duty, actually had that, where you were, uh, you were at the uh, River Volga, and the man with the right, uh, the man with the rifle, charges up. The man with the the man with the ammo follows behind. The, if the man with the rifle dies, pick up the rifle and keep going. Now you have ammo. If the guy with the ammo dies, pick up the ammo and keep shooting. There is no other alternative. So, um, one of the other comments I'm going to make about uh, permadeath is, uh, so, you've, you've got games like Doom, you've got games like, uh, uh, I think uh, Diablo also does a permadeath setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you mentioned, like, you have to think about what you're doing. Yeah. You have to strategize. The other part of this, though, is that you will have to develop the muscle, the muscle memory to work with this game. Mm-hmm. So that guy that uh, was able to do the uh, the no-hit run for Dark Souls, that takes incredible muscle memory and hand-eye coordination and... Um, preparation. Preparation, too. I, I have no idea how I could ever... Or how far I could go without dying in, in Dark Souls. Well, obviously you couldn't get past Crystal Witch, so... Fuck off. No, I'm going to remember this, and I'm going <laughs> to remind Mitchard of that tonight. <laughs> uh, God, it's a good setting, though. It's something that, that I applaud people for being able to pull off. God damn it, you're still you're doing it right now, aren't you? Yeah. Let's, get you, let's let you get this out of your system. You son of a bitch. You, ha- <sighs> Mitchard, remember that time that Dirk? No, you know what? You know what? We should just get him on the show, and then and then he could tell. You can tell it to him in front of me. You son of a bitch! You sent it, didn't you? Sent it on public feed, motherfucker! <laughs> you, son- you son of a bitch! All right. Is there anything else we want to mention about permadeath then before we conclude the episode? I I just think that it's a, it's a fun concept. I mean, it's yeah. not going to be for everyone because people will get emotionally attached to people. I mean, to characters, I've seen it happen before where it's like people will just get really downtrodden after losing a character and they'll just not want to play the game anymore. Yeah. Uh instead of naming your character, just uh have a have a uh, random number generator name the character for you mm-hmm. with numbers especially if you start playing XCOM with the actual hardcore mods cuz uh you're going to lose characters left right front and center yeah and yeah. uh phoenix point i didn't do the same thing but i knew it was going to be about amount of time that i would lose someone mm-hmm. also because i was running out of space and there were better people <laughs> so uh just saying if i ever lead an army i'm going to give you a number yeah. All right, then. Let's go ahead and uh, conclude the episode here. 
Uh, guys, thank you very much for listening to this. Uh, if you like what we do, uh, hit us up uh, every week at uh, Sunday, 9 o'clock p.m. Central, mm-hmm. twitch.tv slash superarrogantbros. Uh, watch the episodes on YouTube. Listen to it on uh, the your favorite podcast platforms. And uh, yeah, check out the Arrogant Media YouTube channel. Got a lot of stuff going on over there. Um, Patreon.com slash Arrogant Media. Pick yourself up a title. Yeah. Get a shout out every week. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Use us as a platform if you want to, within reason. But outside of that, until next time. Ball damage. Okay. Okay, so yeah, you picked up um, Warhammer, Age of Sigmar, Roleplay, Soulbound. This is a fancy looking book, my dude. Mm-hmm. Um, the races are not as expanded in this yet, but I'm sure there's going to be other expansions for this game. There should be. There absolutely should be. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to find, I'm going to find out if I'm going to have more constant days off, and when that happens, I'm, I'm going to sit people down and we're going to play it. It's two to three players. I mean, it's I two to it. six players. Yeah, I mean, shit, it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, guys.